What's up, Elite Army? This is your kind of well, kind of toxic host, Sarah Rittendale, bringing you another episode of Well-ish. Hi, guys. I'm very sad. Well, not really, but like I'm feeling sentimental, if you will, because this is my last episode in this apartment. And I feel like the majority, not I feel like it's the truth, like 99% of Wellish has been in this apartment. And like I had big dreams for it moving here and being able to like really crack down on it here. And I really feel like I was able to really crack down on it here. This is where I started doing all of my interviews and meeting so many cool people and I just feel a little sentimental because it's the last time I'm going to be recording right in this very spot forever. It's kind of bizarre, but that's because I'm moving to Tampa on Thursday, which is very exciting. So, you know, good things are on the horizon, <laughs> but you know, I have attachment issues, so there's that. <laughs> That being said, though, there is not going to be an episode on Monday because I'm deciding to care about myself just a little bit and not go overboard and kill myself like I normally would. Typically, I would just say, fuck it. I'm going to get an episode out. Anyways, the elite come first. But you know what? I'm making this decision based on that because I don't want to just like whip together some garbage episode, fart into the microphone. I want to focus on one thing at a time, allow myself to move successfully, get my new studio set up and then have a kick-ass episode for you in two Mondays from now. You won't miss me too much though, because I'll still be there for you on all my social media platforms so we can hang out there. Which that actually really weirdly leads me into today's topic. I was thinking about how I always preach that you have to work on your self-improvement one step at a time. Otherwise, you will develop that knowledge to skill gap and literally feel like fucked. (laughs) Like you know what you're supposed to do, but you just still can't achieve it. And you feel like you're trying really hard to try to self-improve, but it's not ever working because then shitty things come up and feelings come up and whatever comes up and you're still scrambling and feel frustrated. And, you know, it just leaves you feeling fucked up. Like I said, like you feel like heartbroken and not like you're successful in your self-improvement and nobody wants to feel like that. I just want to know. Why does practice makes perfect make sense when it comes to improving ourselves physically, but when we apply it to improving ourselves mentally, it goes out the window? (laughs) Like it seems completely possible that the more you paint, the better painter you become. The more you run, the less winded and less sore you will become. The more you lift weights, the stronger you will become. But God fucking forbid (laughs) when it comes to gaining confidence or self-trust or the ability to set boundaries or the capability of saying no or loving ourselves for who we are or coming up with countless amounts of scenarios when we're worried about something. We feel like we need to be able to do that now (laughs) and there is no other option. We should have the capability of doing that right now because it's all in our mind, you know? Like the physical is in the physical. We can see it. It's not like weight loss that you step on a scale, you see the number go down or you go to a job and you get paid to do that job. You're getting the reward for doing that job. It's all in your mind. So you have to be able It's like, there's no true measuring point for it. So it 
it makes it so much easier to overlook progress and to overlook the necessity to practice. Fuck all that though, dude. I am bringing us back. I'm bringing us back to our park district athletic days, our school athletics, our play rehearsal, our choir, our fucking fishing club, chess club, debate team, whatever the fuck. I'm bringing us back to those days and we're going to practice. Mom's just dropped you off at practice, kids, and you're with coach now. So strap the fuck in. I just couldn't miss out on this opportunity since I've been calling you guys my elite army to really say welcome. Welcome to self-improvement boot camp. <laughs> so you might be thinking, okay, so when I was in sports when I was a kid or, you know, when I went out for the play or or was in a club, I was normally practicing for something. You go to practice every Tuesday and Thursday to be prepared for the game, right? You're practicing for the big event. So when it comes to self-improvement, what am I practicing for? Because isn't self-improvement just a consistent practice? That's literally what you always say to us, Sarah. Now you're switching it up. You can't switch it up. You contradictory ass bitch. You're confusing me. I'm not switching it up. I'll tell you what you're practicing for. You are practicing for the times that you start to lose control of your brain. When life just like really hits the fan. The next time that you get invited to something that you really don't want to go to and you can feel yourself saying yes because you just don't know how to say no. The next time someone disrespects you and you feel like you need to set a boundary, you are practicing for those instances. Even if that instance is like every day you wake up and you feel fucking anxious, like that's the game day. So it gets a little muddy because like, sure, (laughs) the practice, you're practicing through your game days, but By now, it should seem really fucking obvious how ridiculous it is to expect yourself to be a complete master at all things self-improvement just because you have learned them and you are intelligent enough to understand what you have to do to be self-improved. Newsflash, it doesn't take a real Einstein to know that being able to say no to others makes you appear more confident, makes you feel more confident. It does, though, take a true elitist to understand that it takes practice and effort for it to eventually become effortless, if it ever does. It's possible it'll always still take a little bit of effort. It'll still always trigger you a little bit, but it'll be easier to start to apply those self-improvement tools that you're learning into your day-to-day life. That person knows that it'll be uncomfortable. They know that it won't be very good at first. But if you don't make any effort, nothing is ever going to happen for you. Like any good coach, we're starting this practice with a warm up. <laughs> you can't do jack shit about issues that you're not aware of. You may have to choose one at a time. Don't make the mistake that I always make and try to pile it all on at once and overwhelm yourself and try to figure out all the self improvement things and being able to tackle them all throughout your entire life at all moments of all time. I would say to pick like one to three and really hardcore intentionally focus on those and then move on to other ones as you get better at one of those one to three. I wouldn't recommend doing more than that. Maybe other people's brains are capable, but I just, if you start to feel yourself overwhelmed and frustrated and flustered by the lack of reward, the lack of ability to be good at certain things, I would dial it back in, pick just one to three and really focus your attention on recognizing those. Write down right now, like if you have the ability to write down or just think about what you think those areas would be for you. 
setting boundaries, not letting your mind get too carried away, saying no, appearing more confident and feeling more confident. You choose. You choose what would make your life feel more peaceful. What is going to best align with your most elite self? Spend the next week, the next month, the next year, the next motherfucking lifetime becoming really aware of every time those feelings start to come up for you. This list is ever-changing. As you get better at things, you can add other things to the list, but that doesn't really ever mean that the old things go away unless you just like really don't think about it anymore because you're really good at being aware and taking action on those things. However, which does happen, but it's an ever-changing list. If you can actually identify, like nail down what it is you would like to work on, it'll be much easier to be aware of it out in the wild. Now, remember, this is just a warm-up. It's going to feel like you want to apply that next step to the feeling that you're having because you know intellectually what the next step is. If you feel ready to make that effort, make it. Do it. If you don't, just appreciate the awareness. You can get curious about the awareness. Try to figure out what happened that triggered you, why it upset you, what you could do to prevent situations like this from happening again in the future, what you would change for next time with how you reacted to the situation. You can get curious about those kinds of things. But right now, the main focus, the main goal is just to recognize that that feeling that you've previously identified is coming up for you. Oh, there's that feeling again. Oh, there's me not able to set a boundary. Oh, there's my feeling of insecurity when I walk into a room by myself. Recognize it. Don't do anything about it. Just build the skill of recognizing it. This takes the pressure off of not only dealing with the situation that's coming up, like that thing that's making you feel a certain way. You're not just dealing with somebody disrespecting you and you not being able to set a boundary. And then on top of that, beating yourself up because you weren't able to set the boundary and now there's two negative forces coming at you. It is just allowing yourself to recognize that that was an opportunity for you to set a boundary and then start to work on what that would look like for you. But that's getting into the next step. Again, we are not taking any sort of action in the physical world yet. We're just only working inside of our head. You don't have to do anything else. Just get consistently good at quickly and often recognizing when those feelings come up for you. The next part of practice is teaching you some fucking skills. There is always a reason that we feel that we can't apply the self-improvement tool that we've just learned into our new life. There's a reason. There's something holding us back. There's something that just makes you feel like you can't do it. We have to figure out what that something is. I'm going to teach you a couple skills based off of what I think are the most common, but if there are other things that you think that are impacting your ability to move forward, identify them and send them my way because I'm curious (laughs) what other things could be holding you back. A really big reason is fear of the unknown. What will they think of me? How will people respond to me when I set a boundary, say no, stand up for myself, behave confidently, show my full potential? If I don't have ruminating anxiety over it, does that mean it's okay? It's that fear of the unknown because We've never experienced doing these things yet. We've just been doing our toxic habits for so long that work well enough to keep us comfortable enough, even though it's not what makes us happy. My favorite skill of all 
fucking time for anything like this. Like this literally works for anything is playing the what if game. The what if game is my favorite because it works every single time. I might have to repeat it to myself a few times. You know, I might, it might not like instantly satiate me and make me feel better and secure and my anxiety is whisked away like no other. But for the most part, it makes you feel pretty secure, pretty freaking good and able to continue on with your day without being like consumed by your brain. Whenever you're feeling afraid of the unknown, ask yourself for real, what if that happens? Realistically, not all the other scenarios that we're creating in our head. This is the solution to those scenarios that we're creating in our head. You're coming up with all of the different possibilities that could play out for you. Come up with a what if for each one. It sounds like a lot, but you'll realize that you actually don't have a lot of real scenarios. It feels like you do, but it's probably not as intense and or as many as you really realize because they're kind of insane. <laughs> so like, think about what if that happens? What if I walk into a room by myself and everybody thinks I'm a loser? What if? What if that happens? Then what? Well, let's break that down. First of all, you probably wouldn't even know because they're probably not going to voice it to you. So really, you won't know it. And if you, what you don't know is not going to bother you. But I get it. I get it. You don't even want people to think that about you. Okay. So what if they think that about you? What does that mean then? Does that mean that you are a loser? Does that mean that you would go home, hide, and live your life for other people now? Does that mean that you would show up anyways? Would you still go to the event regardless? Today, I messaged my boss. I'm going to take a quick 20-minute walk. I'll be back online. And I walked around the block and it took longer than I thought. And I was actually gone 35 minutes. And then I was like freaking anxiety as fuck because I was like, I told him 20 minutes and now I'm in 35. And like, what if he needs me? What if he's like wondering why I'm not back yet? And first of all, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> and second, it's just my anxious brain. And I played the what if game. I said to myself, okay, so what if I get back and he messages me and he's like, where were you? You said you're going to be back in 20 minutes. The answer doesn't always have to be health and wellness, guys. We're still kind of toxic, kind of well over here, right? My answer would be, well, actually, I was going to say I was going to like lie, like make up a reason why, but really it was the truth. Like the walk, oh my bad, the walk went longer than I expected. I went around the block and it took longer than I thought it would. Or make up a lie. I took a wrong turn, you know, come up with a real, realistic, real life solution for the delusion that is consuming your brain. And when I got to work, it didn't happen. And the anxiety was gone. <laughs> it's like the anxiety was gone because I I knew what I I knew how to handle it if that came up and it didn't even come up. But I was prepared if it did. And it wasn't prepared in the sense of ruminating and overthinking every single thought under the sun because that used to make me feel like I would be prepared because I'd be prepared for any situation that popped up. But it doesn't really matter if the situation pops up. It matters to really solidify in your mind how you're going to actually really real life handle the situation. It will give you clear direction on handling those fears if they do come up for you and being able to use your creative, overactive mind that comes up with all the scenarios in a different direction in looking for the realistic solution to kind of put an end to the roaming thoughts. Another big reason 
that we can't use the self-improvement tool that we've recently learned is because we have been programmed to think a different way. And we've most likely been taught opposite things from society, from family, from past experiences. Something made you think that setting a boundary would mean that you are not polite, that if you let something go, that means that you're saying it's okay that it happened. If you act confident, people will think that you're stuck up. Whatever the belief that you have created in your head that's holding you back from acting on that new self-improvement tool. The next step is removing those meanings and retraining our brain to believe the true new meaning. Setting a boundary is telling someone else how to treat you. It's respecting yourself. It's saying it's not okay to disrespect you. And it's an act of self-love. If you let something go that happened to you, it's you choosing your own peace, your own happiness, and not giving any more of yourself to the person or the situation that caused you harm. If you behave confidently, it will be very clear to others that you are confident and not self-absorbed because there is a very distinct difference between confidence and cockiness. The hard part is getting to believe all of these meanings. You can really identify what the new meanings are to you, especially now that you've like self-aware, I've identified, okay, these are like the couple things I want to work on. How can I rewrite this meaning for myself? What does it mean to me right now? How could I redirect that, relearn that, retrain that? But it's it's the learning. It's the believing. It's the really, truly, wholeheartedly knowing that to be true and not allowing that other meaning to kind of pick away at you and be like, oh, what about me? You remember me? But I could be true. Don't forget about that. You got to get rid of her. You got to get rid of that person. And you have to really wholeheartedly soak in this new belief. Because the truth is, you can believe this meaning just as wholeheartedly as you believed the other ones. It's the same thing. The third skill we need to learn is repeating these new meanings to ourselves over and over and over and over again. We're aware of the feelings coming up. And even though we are not acting on it yet, this is where you're going to recite your new belief. I've identified that something that would make me more aligned with my elite self is being able to set boundaries. I then cruise throughout my life and recognize situations that I could be better at setting boundaries. I'm not taking action on it yet and I'm not beating myself up for not taking action because I've made it known to myself that I have not developed the skill to practice the boundary setting yet. But I am actively working to develop that skill by identifying the times that I could be better at setting a boundary. Then I am going to rewrite that meaning. I'm going to say to myself that I no longer will let anybody disrespect me. And that's what setting a boundary means. Setting a boundary doesn't have to be rude. Setting a boundary doesn't have to be intense or confrontational or anything of the sorts. It's just an act of self-care. And if you think about it like that, if you think I'm just trying to protect myself and my peace, you're not out there trying to attack anybody because it's focused on yourself. I Know that setting a boundary is respecting myself and I'm committed to respecting myself and just really repeating that over and over and over and over again to yourself. The next situation that comes up, I believe that setting a boundary is an act of self-love. I believe that setting a boundary tells other people how they can treat me. I believe that setting a boundary allows the right people to come into my life. Focus your energy not on the 
scariness of the boundary setting because you don't have to worry about setting that boundary yet. You're not taking action on it. This is all inside of your head. They don't know. They don't know what's happening. And yeah, it's going to feel fucking shitty that you don't set the boundary and you know that you could have set the boundary, but that's not what we're focusing on. We're going to focus all of our heart and all of our mind and all of our energy just on repeating that new belief so that we fully believe it. And we have a real situation to apply it to so that we can say, I know that I don't ever want somebody to talk to me like that because that's not treating myself with respect because that's not loving myself by allowing them to get away with talking to me like that. You're sitting on the phone talking to somebody for over an hour that you don't want to talk to. No, mom, I'm not talking about you. I'll sit on the phone for four hours with you any day of the fucking week. I'm sitting on the phone with you for over an hour. I don't want to be on the phone with you listening to you ramble on and I'm not a part of the conversation at all, but I just don't know how to hang up the goddamn phone. I know that I want to set a boundary in this situation because I am respecting my time and a way to show myself that I care about me and respect my own time is to be able to tell this person that I can only talk for 20 minutes. The more you practice it, the quicker you'll be at it and the more your brain will just like automatically start to go in that direction. But that's only going to happen if you're consistent and intentional with it. And honestly, as you can imagine, after having done this for even just like a few weeks, again, if you're doing it consistently and intentionally, and sometimes maybe it'll take longer, sometimes it'll be quicker, every single person's going to be different. But you can imagine that if you're doing it for a little while, it's going to start to be difficult to keep it inside your mind because you're really going to feel like you know how to execute the situation and almost like excited to try to apply it to your life. You've made it to the most fun part of practice, the practice game or the dress rehearsal or, you know, whatever. I'm just trying to be accommodating to all of my elites out there. <laughs> you have to start to apply the tools. This might seem totally foreign right now. That's because you haven't practiced the other steps long enough. You haven't built enough familiarity within yourself yet. Unfortunately, though, as we know, there's no way that you'll ever be able to get enough familiarity with the outside world because you can't predict what other people do or what things are going to happen. But once you have enough self-awareness and belief in what tool you're trying to apply, you have to start to apply it. It's kind of like what I've heard is like having children. Like you want to do it eventually, apparently. You like have this like thing in your mind that's like, yeah, I think I'm ready to do that, you know, but you're never like actually ready. I have literally no idea because I don't know anything about having children or wanting to have them, but <laughs> but I've heard it's like that. So if you relate to that, you get me. It's like nothing actually prepares you enough for being able to go out into the real world and start to use it, but you have to do it. Like You know that it's something that you want and you have to go out there and try to get it because obviously otherwise you're not going to get it ever. You have to go out there and actually try to apply it though, because you're going to realize that the worst case scenario that you've dreamt up in your head doesn't actually happen. And more importantly, you're going to see that you're completely capable of applying it. The first time you apply it, it might be fucking awkward and rocky and you're stumbling over your words and you just like aren't executing it properly or how you would envision it in your head. It's going to happen. But you did it. You did it. You took it out of your head and you made the effort to start to apply it into your life. That's huge, dude. And then you try again 
and you try again and you try again and you continue to get better and better and better and better at it. I feel like when things like this happen for me, I get this like doom and gloom feeling that like I missed my opportunity. It's never going to happen again. There's always new opportunities, babe. Like there's always going to be shitty things <laughs> that come up. They might not be exactly the same. Thank the Lord, but there'll be shitty things. There'll be shitty things and they'll come up and you'll be able to apply your new tools in these new situations. And you might do it and you might have to, you know, take a couple steps back, build that belief back up, practice your what if scenarios, detach the meaning that you're applying to the situation, whatever you have to do, just straight up becoming self-aware again. Like you have to get comfortable in your head and then continue to try to apply it out loud because the more comfortable you are in your head, the less you're going to be mad at yourself for putting in the effort, the more proud of yourself that you're going to feel. And the more you're going to be able to look at it from a skill building perspective from this, again, we're in practice guys, like from, from this like practice perspective. Okay. Now I can take this back to the drawing board and figure out what I could have done better next time to help me be successful. Instead of focusing all of your energy freaking out about how it didn't work out how you would have liked it to or how you pictured it to in your head. Let's sum this up. Choose something you want to work on and become aware of it every single time it comes up in your life. Then you have to identify what is holding you back from applying the self-improvement tool. Is it fear of the unknown? Anxiety about the meaning? Lack of knowledge of how to apply it? Lack of belief in the new skill? Is it a lack of belief within yourself? Don't put the pressure on yourself to apply the self-improvement tool yet. Just think about breaking down what's holding you back and build the belief you are capable of utilizing the tool by realistically telling yourself in your head how you would do it. Then you have to begin to do it, to build the skill of doing it, to practice doing it. You have to practice over and over and over and over and over again. Change things. Ask yourself what you can do better. But you have to keep on practicing. Otherwise, it'll always be scary and it'll always feel awkward and you're never going to actually be able to apply that self-improvement tool that you obviously so much want to apply into your life. One of the biggest mistakes that I made for way too long is jumping the gun too early. Thinking because I intellectually knew what I was supposed to do means that I expect myself to be at that same level. My knowledge to skill gap was completely skewed. You can intellectually know that if you tuck your elbow and bend your knees, aim for the basket and follow through when you shoot the ball is how you're going to make a basket. But that doesn't mean that you're going to miss, hit the backboard and then get smashed in the face by the basketball. Just because you know how to play doesn't mean you're good at it. Look at all these old ass men that fucking spend their whole life watching sports. They could tell you absolutely everything about the game. But if you put them in on the field, would they actually be good? Would they actually know what they're supposed to do? No, but if they were able-bodied, you know, I said old men, so that's what makes me feel a little, little unsure about it. But like if they're able-bodied, not even old men, let's take some fucking cocky like 30-year-olds, right, that know every fucking thing about the sport. And they're out here yelling at the TV that this player should have done X, Y, and Z in order to make something happen. You think if that dude went out there, that little fuck boy went out on the field that he would be able to do that play? My guess is probably fucking not. I think you peaked in high school and maybe you were good when you were playing other 15 year olds. But you know what? Now, pal, 
It's not a chance because you're out of practice. Now, if that guy went on the field and was trained like the rest of the NFL players and was able to actively practice for the game, maybe he would be able to do it because practice makes you better. Just because you know what to do doesn't mean you have the skill to do it. You have to practice, practice, practice self-improvement to improve just like anything else. Do not leave without subscribing to the show and letting me know that I am the best self-improvement coach ever, all right? I think I just walked us through a full youth sports practice, and you know why I know that? Because I actually did look up a youth sports practice schedule (laughs) to outline this episode. (laughs) So I know that I just walked you through a full real-life practice, so start applying it to your fucking life, I swear to God. So if that doesn't tell you how much I love you guys... (laughs) subscribe to the show, review the show, five stars only. Right now it says 4.6. So I don't know who out there fucking hates me, but we need to fix that. Five stars only. Leave me a review. If you want to leave me a written review, you know, the ego, she loves it. She really likes to feel like, you know, I'm doing something out there for you guys, helping you out. You guys tell me that I am, but then you don't leave a review. It's rude. So leave me a review. I love you. Subscribe to the show. Thank you so much for listening. Practice makes progression. And remember, we're focused on progression, not perfection. If you have any questions or stories you would like to share with the group, (laughs) you can find the story or question submission box on Wellish's Instagram in the highlight, super obvious, super easy to find at Wellish Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Sarah.Rittendale and on TikTok at SarahRittendale. For more self-improvement like this, hang out with me for the next week and a half since, you know, there won't be an episode next Monday. I'm very depressed about it, but it's fine. Next time we talk, I'll be coming at you from the Sunshine State. We're going to have a great... Oh, by the way, there's new merch and I really like it. So go to the website, check it out. I think it's super cute. I updated the merch because some of them were just fucking ugly, but I thought I was like cute and funny. Um, It wasn't cute and funny and I just updated it. And maybe I'll think it's ugly in the future and I'll update it again. But I did have a few orders this week and so I was really excited about it. So I just want to remind you guys to go get your Wellish apparel because I think it's cute and I love it and it's not that expensive. So let me know. I don't make the prices. It's from the website that I'm ordering it from. I'm sorry. I love you. If I could, I'd sell it to you for $5. <laughs> We're going to have a kick-ass week. Do not forget that you are elite as fuck. And I will talk to you guys, not next Monday, the Monday after that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>